0: All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. A lot happening for the Avs this past weekend on and off the ice. On the ice, very good. Another back to back, and they took both games off the ice. A couple of depth trades that some might not be too happy about. Let's get into it. Brand new episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. You're Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the weekend, which was the third and final of these uh, these trifecta of back-to-backs. Uh, very good there. You won both of those in convincing fashion. The are hitting their stride there. So we'll get to those in a little bit. But there were two moves in the, the, the trade sphere for the ABS that happened uh, that we are going to start with. One of them just happened moments before we record recorded this episode right now. Um, so the two moves, just to recap, the first one was with the Boston Bruins, and that was for a backup goalie, Keith Kincaid. He comes to the Avalanche. To Boston goes Shane Bowers. The most recent move that just happened was between uh, the Avalanche and the Chicago Blackhawks. And the Avs continue their trend of bringing back former players, and they bring back Jack Johnson for Andreas Englund. So I'll just put it right out there right off the bat. I don't like either one of these moves. I'll also say they're not – like huge moves in the the sphere of like does it really move the needle that much the Kincaid one doesn't the Johnson one maybe a little bit more than the Kincaid one but i i'm not a fan of either one of these moves and i'll explain why in a minute but i want to get your take on them first
1: out of the two moves i think the Kincaid move you could get a little bit more out of he's a consistent like AHL goalie. When? Like though? that's nice. Like, when you? When are you gonna get? Like, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> go and, ahead. Well, and the and bring it back, JJ. It's just honestly, it's a mute point. It's for what I you're am. getting out of the two players. It's just you're you're swapping the names on the back of the jersey. You're getting the same kind of production. There's not a lot of difference there. So there, you're basically giving up on the Shane Bowers experience and getting one more goalie in the stable. Apparently. Uh, JoJo and Eustace are not there yet. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing with Frankie. So let's add one more. Why not?
0: <laughs> um, I literally just read an article that was in the Denver Post. And um, Jared Bednar said that move, the Kincaid move, was um, just to get more goalie depth. And when that move happened, everybody's like, well, I guess jo- I guess the seriousness of JoJo's is, is – uh, not JoJo's, I'm sorry, uh, Frankie's. Mm-hmm. Is a lot worse than we expected. Um, and maybe they don't have faith in JoJo or they don't have faith in uh, uh, who, who who'd they bring we up. We got uh, Eustace. Anan, Eustace, Anan. Eustace Anan. In, yeah, yeah it, they don't have faith in him. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case. Jared Bednar said, like, Francose is on track to come back when he's supposed to be, like, I think they said, another two weeks. Um, so, He's he, he's not a setback, which is all the more reason why I'm scratching my head with this trade, not so much in, like, who you got. If you wanted to get another a depth goalie, fine. And I'm not going to sit here and say, like, Shane Bauer like he, he was, you know, this great prospect for the – like, he struggled, obviously, to make the team, but you just felt bad for him for finally getting his call up and he – I think he broke his arm or something like that in the first shift that he took. Right. So uh, you you don't know what you had in him and they they liked what this was the first training camp where they really liked what they saw. He kind of made it right up to the end. I think Jared Bednar said like he, while he didn't make it, he's going to be called up this year. He finally got the call and then that happened. So I don't want to make it seem like the tides were turning for Shane Bowers, but if you wanted to bring in Keith Kincaid I feel like you could have just given up a late round pick, and I know the Avs don't have a lot of picks. They have their first, nothing, second, third, and fourth, and then they're picking in their fifth. What player in the fifth or sixth round is really gonna press to me? You, I would have been fine with giving up a fifth or a sixth round pick, and with with, with the Avalanche and 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 their their prospect pool and and their AHL team, kind like. Just getting more and more kind of thin, you know you want to start building that back up. Who knows what would have happened you know next year for for someone like shane bowers i i I say this, I feel like it was like too much to give up, and I'm not trying to give Shane Bowers like a ton of credit here. I just feel like you got a backup goalie that's going to be how far on your depth list, and you gave up a guy who you brought up this year, and because of circumstances, a freak injury on his first shift, and that was the end of it.
1: I yeah, don't like, I wouldn't I
0: like what you gave up to get this guy.
1: Yeah, you're, you're, and you're seeing a lot of avalanche pieces that we send out when it comes to like prospects and guys that we kind of give up on finding their footing other places. And mm-hmm. you don't want Shane Bowers to come around and haunt you a little bit later when all you're getting in returns an AHL goalie. I understand why they get went out and got Keith Kincaid. It's it's almost like a. Don't, man. I it's, it's don't. It's like it's I'm an. Annual, even though I'm a big Frankie guy, like it's yeah. almost an annual holiday at this time of year. Like when is Frankie Fine. going down with the, the lower body? Fine, I get that. I, I get that. But, but when it comes to bringing him in, why not just trade JoJo to Boston?
0: or do something like that. Yeah, do a goalie for goalie deal. Like I mean, you you keep bringing Johansson back. Like every time he's on the waiver wire, you keep bringing him back and refusing so, to like, play him. I, I, and and then you obviously brought up um Anunin. like you, like you have options here. I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like Shane Bowers would have had more opportunity to play, more games than Keith Kincaid ever will. Easily. For the Avalanche. Easily. That's... So then why do this de- I don't I don't get like like I said, I'm fine with if you wanted to get depth. I just question why you gave him up, and I'm not trying to make it seem like he, he's he's you know just going to turn this corner and all of a sudden be this fantastic player even for Boston. But I, I, I liked his what he could have offered you in the future more than what Kim Kane could have.
1: And it's not like this was a leaky part of the boat. No. Um, yeah, you're fine, I mean,
0: exactly. And like we're talking about, like where he's going to like be in the ranking of the goalies, like you know. Georgiev is going to play 90% of the remaining games, right? So the the other 10% is either going to be a, a healthy Francos or a Noonan or JoJo. I just don't know where Kincaid fits in here. I, I don't get it. We're, so, we're,
1: we're not losing games saying, oh, if we could just address this goalie depth.
0: Yeah. So so Right, exactly. So there's that. And then the Jack Johnson one, don't get that one either. Because you you gave up I, a guy that I thought had been playing fine in Andreas Englund. He's a lot younger. Uh, you know he he plays a, a a style like that. You you have those guys on on your defense that are the offensive guys, right? He doesn't need to be that. He's not asked to be that. Neither is Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson is not asked to be like this offensive production guy. He's he's just asked to be a solid defender. Um, mix it up if you need to. You know, you're not playing on any power plays or anything like that. And I just felt like you're, you're, you're going after a guy who I – we all loved Jack Johnson, and it was a fun story. And his time at the Stanley Cup was my favorite celebration uh, with the Stanley Cup. And it was a great first goal of the season that he had last year, but he had a grand total of zero after that. I don't get this in terms of anything. I, I really don't. Like I, I don't feel like Jack Johnson played all that well as the season went on. And he, you know because you have such a good team in front of him, we didn't really gripe on it too much. Maybe this is just because they trust more in Jack Johnson being the veteran going into the postseason than they do with Andreas Englund. And they really don't have any trust in him because he he hasn't been there yet.
1: I feel they heard all the Sammy G haters and they're like, okay, we're going <laughs> to yeah. get Jack Johnson and there's somebody they could complain about for and the rest they, of the year. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, we got Jack Johnson now. Sammy G's expendable, right? Yeah, no, and,
1: yeah. and that's what that was... What we used to talk about last year was oh, did you see Jack Johnson in that turnover or Jack Johnson here? He had he had those moments that you could talk about. Sure. Um, and now you're bringing that back. So the heat's off Sammy G. You're welcome, my friend. But <laughs> no, it's it's not. It'll never be, it's It'll never like be You're not getting points out of them. Like if anything, you're getting the experience of being there in those moments. He's played 58 games, Jack Johnson has already for the Blackhawks. So at least He's it's herbal. consistency. Right. But you're not going to go out there and expect some kind of scoring from the blue line because you're just happy he's out better. there. I
0: feel like you know he'll probably get similar minutes that England was getting. Uh, so uh, that that's my only thinking here is they just wanted ex- more experience um, on on their and their defensive core going into the playoffs. To which I say, I think there's other guys out there that I would have gone after. Than Jack Johnson, it's two kind of head scratching moves to me
1: that don't move the needle.
0: No, no, they they don't. I mean, I I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, you know, they they got a little bit worse because England is better than Jack Johnson. No, I I feel yeah, they're maybe they're comparable, but you just I thought England kind of had a future here. Yeah, Jack Johnson doesn't really have a, a future again, you know, with the ABS where England could have. You know, he was hit. he was mixing it up. He was getting involved. He, he as the season was going, that whole running into the goalie thing is a thing of the past. People yep. forgot about all that. And now it's just kind of like a joke thing where it's like, well, yeah, he moved on from that. He started playing a lot better and he did. So for that, I feel like he just had years ahead of him with the avalanche where Jack Johnson doesn't. He He's here for for the playoff run. And obviously, I hope he does well. But you gave up two guys this weekend that could have had futures with the Avs in some capacity, not you know going to be in the avalanche ring of fame or anything like that to get two guys that are not going to be here for very long or with Kincaid who knows, but not going to be playing with that, with the, the big boys for very long. It's questionable it's head, head scratching moves. So, um, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, there's still some days left to go with the trade deadline and we'll see if uh you know the Avs can can make some more moves and more that do move the needle. So we'll have to sit and wait. That's all we can do. All right. Let's hear from Athletic Greens and then we will get into the games of this last weekend. That's uh we, we got we got everything off our chest. Yeah, we're done <laughs> uh, with, with the trades and now we can talk about the good stuff, which is like the meaningful stuff on the ice. These two games against Winnipeg and Calgary. This is Avalanche Hockey. This is what we like. But first, we're going to hear from Athletic Greens. And we've uh, been talking about Athletic Greens, been partnered with them for quite some time now. And uh, if you are someone who is looking out for your gut health and your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, everything that is important to you you know, as you age, as uh, Kyle and I do, as I do, today, one year older. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, athletic greens is the way to go. What is it? It's one scoop in a glass of water and you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods and probiotics to help you start your day. Right. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free, it contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs and there's no nasty chemical or artificial anything because it tastes delicious it costs you less than three dollars a day and you're investing in your health so it's cheaper than your cold brew and coffee habit. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day and that is it no need for a billion different stuff p- pills and supplements look out for your health. And Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, sir. So, yeah, the the on-the-ice stuff, like the meat of what we do here and what we like to talk about. And uh, that is Colorado Avalanche hockey in action. And boy, was it this past weekend, your your third and final uh, back-to-back. And there might be some more back-to-backs in the season, but, you know, these, these run of back-to-backs, three consecutive ones. When it's all said and done, out of 12 possible points, the Avalanche got 11 in all back-to-backs, in these three back-to-backs. And the last two were probably the most convincing of – all three sets you go into Winnipeg and you just completely annihilate them from beginning to end. And then you come home and you play against Calgary and pretty much do the same thing to them. So man, like this just made me feel like, okay, like the avalanche are peaking and hitting this stride at the
1: absolute right time. Two great games. And it was two great games against two playoff potential opponents in the West, like taking the teeth out of Winnipeg and Calgary, making mm. them look extremely pedestrian and really every form and facet of the Colorado avalanche working together in unison. It was such a dominating weekend. And this is exactly what you want to see at the right time of the year. Yeah. Where especially you got Landis Scott coming back not too long. Like you got, you're almost to a hundred percent team. This is what you want. Yeah. Um,
0: you had, I mean, th- then that Winnipeg game, you couldn't ask for a better start. No. Was it 19 seconds in? Nathan McKinnon, uh gets the goal, and, and Connor Hellebuck is is you know he's he's a tall order. He's one of the best in the league.
1: I cannot uh, remember a game where I've seen Hellebuck
0: look like oh, that. I mean, you got four. In the first period, you really got four in the first half a period, like minute or half plus a minute. I think it was like eleven minutes in. You had four goals, and I was joking around on Twitter like I, that stuff. Like when it, it probably has not happened a lot to him, right? No, I mean he's one of the best in the business. So, and then it from there on out, it really was kind of like almost a boring game. After that, it was <laughs> the abs were just on cruise control? They were just rolling lines. It was like. I, you know i think in the back of everybody said you're always going to have that third period let's not have this third period but the Az were just in control of that game the entirety of it my god like th- this is when 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 a team starts a season, a, a season like just super hot right uh, like everybody like and and then they go through the ups and downs of the season everybody looks back at the beginning of the season like well they they you know the, the beginning of their season like props them up and, and you, just, you remember that for the duration of the season. But if they don't finish a season well, like I'm looking at Boston, and Boston's still good, but they still have a month and a half to go in the season. If Boston doesn't end the season, if they go into the playoffs, kind of like not playing well, that's what I will look at. But people want to forget about how people end the season. But that is the most important thing. And I say that knowing full well how the Avalanche ended last season was not good. No, you know they, they ended the season like on a, I think a six game losing streak somewhere in there, and they just kicked it on the playoffs. So anything is possible. But all I'm trying to say is, what happened with the Avalanche kind of at the turn of the calendar? Like you you can you can forget about that stuff. That was just a blip on the radar, which happens during the course of a long season, like the NHL season is. And they are on their game right now. Everybody,
1: it it it's fun to watch right now, and. It's, it's like the January they had during the cup run. They're just having that kind of success in February. Yeah. <clears throat> and to see this team finally get the identity and you, you said like boring hockey, this is what you kind of wanted. For when we have said the avalanche going on cruise control has been a detriment, This to see it work right. This is mm-hmm. a reward for going out there and doing what you're supposed to do. You could put it in cruise control and it worked and you not coast and like lose the game. Yeah. Seeing the Avalanche learn these principles, learn the way to play and hold on and you're you're seeing it from even the contributions of Matt Nieto. Like you're getting it from everywhere. Yeah. It's not just a top line effort. You can you're gaining a lot more confidence with this Avalanche team.
0: And Nathan McGinnon is he's on fire right now. Yeah. He is playing up a level, even for him. You know, when he, like, I don't want to say, like, he... I think everybody gets in to take, like, a shift off here and there. You know what I mean? But there, there's times where I've, we've said it so many times on this show where when the Avs maybe are, like, struggling and... and But they're in the game, but they're struggling, and you just look to your stars to take over. Um, and it, sometimes they just don't. I'm not saying he's not trying. Um He is out there, and it's like for these past handful of games, every single shift he is out there. He has the mindset of like I am going, I'm going to make something happen. Yep, man, I haven't seen him play that determined. You know, if you want to say the playoff, everybody's going to be determined in the playoffs. I hope so, Uh, but for a regular season, he has turned it up a notch, and it's I I every time I watch him, I thank God that he is on our team. Because when he gets that look in his eye, you you can't you can't contain that dude. It, it's he's playing out of his mind right now.
1: Yeah, and I, I noticed that really against Edmonton when he had that one shift where he outskated Connor McDavid and made him look pedestrian. Mm. And I was like, oh, Nathan's on another level now. And he ever is. since then, he is he has scored early. He scored when it matters, when it counts and for fun. And you can see like he is back in, the, like he's back in the saddle. He's got his swagger back. It feels good. yeah. And like the team's feeding off that as well.
0: Yeah. So um, let's take another quick little break. Um, we will hear from built bar and then a little bit more to get to, and then we'll kind of talk about the game tonight, Vegas. It's a big deal. So. Uh, but first we're gonna talk about built bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and the calories, then why have you not tried built bar? If you've been listening to us for a while and you haven't tried built bar yet, what are you waiting for? There's zero excuses, Mr. Sullivan. You know why? Because now you can walk into a Sam's or a Walmart and buy these bad boys right off the shelf. And what makes them so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, sir real chocolate and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro peanut butter brownie coconut almond and they are teasing something yeah for today i think it's cookie dough related if you read you know if you read the the font and everything that they're using i think they're bringing back one of the all-time favorites for a very short time so happy birthday to you chris that's right that's right so i I should just get it for free because you should. It's a special day. So, Uh, but go check out built.com, see what this uh, flavor they're bringing back is going to be, and get it while you can. And like I said, definitely head into your local Sam's or nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of built bars. They have the regular built bars and the built bar puffs. I'm a regular built bar guy, Kyle is a puff guy. Yeah. Or go to, like I said, built.com. And I'm pretty sure that promo code still works. Locked 15. Give it a Mm -hmm. shot. I've been told that it still works. So uh, you can get 15% off at Built. Or go to your local Walmart and Sam's and pick up the delicious Built Bar. All right. So um, what do I want to say? Oh, about the Winnipeg game. So, yeah, you started off great. You had that Nathan McKinnon goal, 19 seconds in. And then you gave up one. Mm -hmm. winnipeg and then you're in winnipeg and that is a a difficult arena to play and those people can get loud right um but then then what happens then you turn around and you get those three more unanswered and that's the stuff that i'm looking for from from the avalanche You're, you're you're in enemy territory you start the game off fantastic but there's still 59 minutes and uh you know 49 seconds or 39 seconds to go in the game that does not by any means seal the deal and what happens winnipeg comes back they get a goal a couple minutes later i mean it was back and forth it was bang 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 and the thing that i love about the they were creating fantastic uh, scoring chances fantastic scoring chances they were getting up and down the ice and their passes were just so crisp they were getting in good lanes they were getting in good shooting lanes they were making life difficult for both goalies, for both of those games. The scoring chances just jumped out at me. And in the second game, they didn't have a lot of shots on goal. What they have? Um, yep. They only had 22 shots on goal in that second game.
1: But, man, were they good looks. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that first uh, that game we played in November against Winnipeg, we were shut out 5 nothing. That was one of yeah. those games that we got on here and kind of recorded. And it was one of those guys, this is not great. Things are not looking good for Colorado. Right. And to flip it around and just everything look so clean. The passing, setting up, yeah, the, the shots, the decisions, <clears throat> and take all of that. And it was like no rust, no exhaustion. And take that same principle and game plan and take out Calgary with it.
0: Yeah, man, uh, two very impressive uh, victories there. And now uh, you need to do that again. You know what I mean? Yep. Like we're at the point of the season where this is this needs to be the norm. You can't have those like days off right now. We are we are essentially into March, right? So uh, now you have Vegas coming to town, and you know Vegas Vegas has been. Um, I think what, what's their last ten? Let me look up what their last ten is. Um, there's six, one and three in their last 10, um, but they are coming off of a loss, I believe. So it doesn't matter. Like this is going to Vegas is, is kind of like your, your, your nemesis for a while. And like, this is kind of like a budding rivalry a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to this one because I feel like the avalanche have been playing their best hockey right now. As a team and individually, obviously with Miko Rantanen, you had Dennis Malgin with that fantastic goal against Calgary. I mean, good lord! So you get stuff like that. Um, you you're going to be a, a once again a tough opponent for anybody, and Vegas is a tough opponent. So with how the Avalanche have been playing these past handful of games, especially this past weekend. I, I'm back to that going into any game the Avalanche are playing
1: confident yep. that they can win them. That's,
0: that's just where I'm at right now with how the
1: Avs are playing. And everything you've done against playoff caliber opponents like Calgary, Winnipeg, Minnesota, you've handled your business. You've done what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Now you need to put that to an actual test. A hot team at the top of the Pacific you really need to test it against Vegas and they are only getting better. So if everything's working, like you've established, this will be a big win and big momentum because in about a week, you're playing Dallas and they're the top Mm. of the central. Yeah. That's, and that's where you really want to see everything you built. How does it stack against the top of the division? And do you belong here? Right. So this is a really big test that you're having tonight ironically enough you stole it um the thunder earlier but yeah this is chris's birthday by the way mm. so everybody in the youtube comments anywhere um please yeah have a happy birthday to the yeah. the greatest co-host on <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
0: appreciated sure sir thank you um and i hey i mean it's my birthday so the abs kind of have to win right
1: yeah, you're going to probably get your built bar flavor. You're getting Vegas yeah. on your birthday. This yeah. is just the perfect it's, it's, thing. You need a set up. Sam Gerard hat trick.
0: Yeah. And
1: a, <laughs> and a Matt Nieto Gordie Howe hat it's trick. It's
0: set up. It's set up. So uh, I'm looking at uh, Pierre LeBrun just tweeted out Jack Johnson is expected to play for the Avs wow. tonight. Um. So, yeah, I mean, quick turnaround there. And. Yeah, Vegas went out and got uh, Ivan Barbashev. So, see, and and that's a move that I'm looking like. I feel like go, going back to the beginning of the episode. We'll wrap it up like we'll come full circle. So,
1: <laughs> like a Seinfeld episode. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so the ABS trade for a depth goalie and give up a prospect, and Vegas gives up what they give up a, a fourth round, a fifth round pick, or something like that for Ivan Barbashev. I just feel like a better deal could have been made if you're going to give up Shane Bowers.
1: Well, then also, yeah. yep, it's with the way the Avalanche are playing right now. What do you need? What do you want to introduce into the oh, water right now when see. everything is clicking?
0: You you need, you, need it. You, you do need some forward depth. You do need it. Uh, the Blues receive Zach Dean in return, so I, I, I'm wrong on that. I thought they just got a. That's what it was. It was a prospect. It was just a prospect. They wouldn't list the prospect at the time. I don't know A-bug. where Zach Dean sits in for the, uh, you know, as far as their prospects go, but I don't know. Um, no, but what what do you need? Yeah, you, you do. I mean, you need defensive depth. You always want that at the trade deadline. And you do need some forward help. You do. You need, you need some center help. So
1: I don't think Jack say, Johnson solves the defense no. depth problem. Not when you
0: give up. A guy who's been doing well in defensive depth.
1: No, yeah.
0: All right, guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up. So, Khan, I will be back tomorrow. Discuss uh, obviously this Vegas game with the Abs, and if there's some more moves on the horizon. Obviously, we'll be talking about those as well. Till then, thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Uh, definitely check us out on our socials. And uh, for Mister Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli and this is the Locked on Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the game. See you guys tomorrow. Go, abs, go!